0: Welcome to the Red, White, and Blue Flags F1 Podcast. I'm Ryan Vasquez.
1: And I'm Stephen McNally, and we are your home for F1 action across the pond. Well, Ryan, uh, I knew we were in trouble when we looked at this blank space on the F1 calendar, but we've uh, been able to shake it off, and uh, you know, hopefully I will not hold any more bad blood against the schedule makers.
0: Oh, someone's dropping their Taylor Swift uh, references real hard
1: today. (laughs) I don't don't know what you mean. I'm just ready to get back racing.
0: (laughs) I know. uh, Swifties out there, I hope you love us today. We are finally racing, Steve, after nearly a month, pretty much a month. um, And it's been good. And right off the bat, we get something a little bit new, right?
1: Yeah, we do get something a little bit new, uh, you know. Tongue-in-cheek aside, you, you know, uh, there, there is murmurs out there about a new interest in Fernando Alonso's life. Uh, you know, our favorite anti-hero. Um, if you, you know, all, all too well, he may have a new love story on his hands. Um, but we'll have to see how that plays out. More importantly is the action on the track. And we have uh, a surprise on the racing side of things, which is a new sprint format this weekend.
0: And with this time around uh, this is the first of this new format and we'll see it a few more times around the circuit uh, this year but um, we will see it a little bit differently than we've seen it in the past this will be executed tomorrow we saw qualifying uh, today we will see qualifying handled separately on Saturday for that, and there's an interesting way about this is going to go through that everyone will qualify through the progression, uh, kind of like a quasi practice slash qualifying for, um, or so I said quasi qualifying slash qual- also qualifying for the sprint race uh, for a little bit of points, and uh, but strategy plays out here, Steve. You know, I we we see that oh, it's supposed to be self contained, but it's not.
1: Right. Well, yeah. Well. Generally speaking, uh, I I like the fact that they've kind of disconnected the sprint action from the rest of the Grand Prix weekend itself. So, it's it's standalone. It's on its own. Uh, You know, we have uh, one Friday practice session. Then we go into the race qualifying, which we had today. And then separate from the rest of the race weekend is a shootout, is what we're calling it, which is, you know, the same uh one two three session uh fastest lap type qualifying although it's an abbreviated time schedule but that is solely for the sprint race to follow later that day on saturday so it's completely self-contained it does not affect the race order on sunday um but yeah like i said there are a couple of wrinkles uh certainly some wrinkles in some cars as they found their way into the barriers today so Uh, the teams are going to be on the hurry up to get the, uh, the AlphaTauri of Nick DeVries and the Alpine of Pierre Gasly set up and ready to go for the sprint shootout. Uh, But we also have two drivers in Lando Norris and Yuki Tsunoda who have already gone through their allocation of soft compound tires and the new rules state for the sprint shootout qualifying session that you need to have a new set of soft tires available. For the third, you know, fastest lap session, and they don't. So if they somehow progress through and advance, they're not going to be able to partake in the final session of the sprint shootout. Which, you know, I, I think that needs to be uh, addressed and figured out.
0: Yeah, a bit odd. You know, um, feels like again we, you know, you've heard me much lament about these rules, uh, and we've talked about it on this cast, but seems like sometimes they implement things and they seem really great but they're a tad willy-nilly and they fix it on the fly right uh, this seems to be something that immediately comes up about uh, a fly in the ointment when it comes to making this work and not being uh, a disadvantage for anybody and then bam disadvantage
1: right because this this format was announced this week you know we, we didn't really know what we, we expected to kind of fall along the same lines as it did before but they announced this week it's a new format it's different so Um, again, I, I generally like sprint weekends. It gives you more meaningful race or excuse me, more meaningful racing action throughout the weekend, as opposed to, you know, three more or less mundane, um, practice sessions. Uh, it, it'll be especially interesting this weekend, since we have a freshly resurfaced track surface. And for the first two sessions of tomorrow's, uh, quote unquote, Shootout again. If, I always want to say qualifying, but it's technically not qualifying anymore. But those first two sessions are on the medium compound tire. So already seen people having contact with the wall today. Some people a little bit more severe than others. Uh, LeClaire clipped the wall on his pole lap. Uh, I saw Lewis Hamilton touch the wall. And that was on the soft compound tires today. They're going to be out on a you know still pretty green track. With the non options higher, you know, they're going to push. So it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out.
0: Yeah, it was a bit clunky today in qualifying, uh, you know, and uh, in practice. Uh, yeah, it's just you, I think signs had to save it one time and also got lucky when it, you know, someone bent it. He was able to fix a problem that was going on with him. Yep. Uh, I, I would say almost every team had a little bit of issue, you know, except those bastards at Red Bull. Oh, I'm sorry, to say that. <laughs> um, but, uh, It it just seems like a month off, uh, racing in the desert and changing the format on a weekend
1: would not be a good combination for a race, Steve. I don't know. Uh, From the team's point of view, I'd say yes. But from a fan's point of view, that just adds a little bit more jeopardy. And I can look forward to maybe some, you know, ulterior outcomes than we'd generally be used to. Uh, and I think, chaos and uh, Carnage. Yeah, Chaos and Carnage. Like, Baku always kind of brings a little bit more added intrigue. Uh, certainly a, a red flag type circuit. We had a couple, not just in qualifying, but in practice as well. So if uh, we had made predictions on red flags, we would have been covered, but uh, we did not. Uh, so I, I think just the, the tracks ability for some close racing and close quarters. And, uh, now we'll have essentially one and a half races to enjoy. I think that's great.
0: Yeah. And I mean, qualifying was a bit interesting. Um, we saw most of the major teams get, or the upper echelon teams get two cars in the, uh, top 10, uh, you know, except for Mercedes, right? I would uh, say
1: George Russell out in Q two was a surprise, uh, but right. then we saw a strong showing from the, the McLarens and we had two McLarens into Q three, which for them uh, feels as good as a podium. I, I'd assume.
0: Yeah, two McLarens is worth one Mercedes, is what I always say. And <laughs> is, uh, is that the conversion? I think that is the actual conversion. So yeah, just a, a bit interesting to see um, that it looked like. Uh, Carlos was going to struggle a little bit, but he ended up qualifying okay. And it was nice to see Charles take the pole. This is a place where Ferrari technically does well, but especially Charles.
1: At least least in qualifying. Right. Uh, He he needs to be able to finish a race, uh, which sadly he did not last year. It was was certainly one of those painful moments for him on on last year's schedule. And uh, I know he... Just kind of had that aura today of a weight being a little bit lifted off of his shoulders to have a really positive result because he has not had one thus far this year.
0: Right. It seems to be uh, It looked a little similar to the Ferrari of last year, where, you know, Ferrari, at least the Charles versus Max was, you know, certain sectors of the track, the Ferrari was owning it. And other sectors of the track, the Red Bull was owning it. And that's how they were, you know, going back and forth. What, he goes, what strategy or what strength was going to win? And I hope we see that Ferrari the rest of the year. Again, I would say I was a little disappointed the first few races uh, in their performance. And then on top of that, it's just always the bad consistency with Ferrari. And uh, hopefully at least the performance will come back and then we can pray for consistency
1: correct so now now that'll be a a matter of the team not getting in the way of a good result uh as as far as the sprint race tomorrow you know it'll be interesting to see because i I feel like some of the teams like like williams they had a strong showing in qualifying uh logan sergeant's got into q2 for his first time in his career um and Albon was looking strong as well. I think he just had a little bit of traffic that might have cost him a spot in Q3. But you look at teams like that who maybe, maybe they take a little bit more of a chance on Saturday during the sprint where you look at the Ferraris and Aston Martin and Mercedes who might be a little bit more conservative because just being able to get more points on Sunday, but there's nothing to lose, essentially. So maybe the uh, the more midfield teams can uh, be really aggressive.
0: Right. Like, I do know our last race with a sprint is Interlagos, I believe. Um, and so, I find it interesting... As we get closer to the end of the season and we have some of those middle battles for moving up the championships points or moving up because if we'll see people really targeting the sprint race as their better opportunity to
1: gain some meaningful points versus the race so uh you know speaking of like we, we've kind of set the table for you for the race weekend uh we have our starting lineup we have the grid for sunday uh, but Ryan, what what do you think is going to be, uh, you know, t- tell me your predictions for Saturday and Sunday.
0: Okay, my predictions. I believe
1: Ferrari will podium. I know I've said this like four weeks in a row. <laughs> Ferrari will podium. Now, do, do you want to leave it vague and and give yourself a little bit more wriggle room for points, or do you want to name a driver? Uh, Charles, I'll say Charles will podium. All right, Carlos signs podium incoming.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just put the whammy on Charles. He doesn't need any help, though. Um, (laughs) Let's see. My other ones are, I think a McLaren will point. Okay. I'm going to keep my options open there because, Jesus, McLaren, I need some consistency before I start picking you consistently. And I believe we
1: get at least one red flag. Okay, uh, so now you have uh, you have three sessions now uh, open for possibilities, which which is good. I, both sessions today had one, so you know the odds are in your favor.
0: I'll even I will, I won't even take the odds in my favor. I will say we will have a red flag in the actual race. I will go out on a limb.
1: <sighs> Sunday's Grand Prix red flag. Okay, you know, and and it's not certainly inconceivable we've had them in, in years past it really comes down to uh you know n- needing to fix barriers sometimes is all it really takes you know uh, someone doesn't even necessarily have to get too hard into them but just enough that all oh, the barriers are out of whack got to send some guys out there to straighten them out that's enough to cause a red flag so uh yeah, eminently more ongoing possible.
0: safety yeah more more an ongoing safety situation than an actual like really bad wreck or something that takes a lot of time to recover from
1: right which you know the all all the red flags that happened today were you know uh car goes into the tech pro barriers and they need to be replaced and you know not not necessarily hard impacts just in in places where it takes a little while to get uh safety personnel on the track and clean up okay good predictions i i can easily see you picking up Two points this weekend, possibly a third. Uh, I will start with my first prediction. Uh, I think a non Red Bull car will win the sprint race tomorrow. Okay. I I can't say for the race. I feel like they're just too strong over a whole race. They get stronger. Like, even though they're. They're one. They they had all the poles leading up to this, and their one lap pace is really good. But you know, they'll they'll tend to be a half a second to three tenths of a second faster than the rest of the field. But in race trim, they tend to be nine tenths to a second a lap faster. Uh, so shorter race, I'll give someone the benefit of the doubt. Don't have anyone particular. I'm just saying, no Red Bull winning tomorrow in the sprint. Right, like
0: my mom always said, I'm not mm-hmm. worried about the other drivers out there. I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about the other drivers out there. That's what I think is Red Bull's biggest threat. Who's going to run into them?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it, it might be our favorite anti-hero, Lance Stroll. Uh, mm-hmm. He tends to find other cards really well. Uh, my second prediction is for the Grand Prix, uh, much like you, uh, I will say we will have a new podium finisher. Okay. Thus far, we've only had the Red Bull drivers Lewis Hamilton and uh, Fernando Alonso, who's been there every single race. I think we will have someone new on the podium for the first time this year. I will not be specific because, you know, vagary is just my flavor. Um, so I, I expect more points. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I I expect a, a new face up there. Um, I, I think this is Ferrari's probably best chance thus far this year to have representation. So I think we'll have someone do a uh, third and final prediction. We will have a rookie scoring points. Again, there's three of them, not necessarily the picking uh, Nick DeVries didn't do myself any favors crashing it in Q1. So he's going to be starting essentially at the back of the field anyway. Um, however, Logan Sargent looked strong. Oscar, Piastri obviously got into Q3, so he's already starting in the top 10. All three drivers in their F2 career had very strong runs uh, at this circuit, all at least finishing second at one point in their races. So I think they all have kind of the, the the knowledge and the lay of the land when it comes to this track and know how to race here. So I am sure one of them will get into the points. I'm pulling for Logan Sargent uh, because I do not want him to be you know, still the last one out there without any points. So let me ask you, you have two opportunities for points this
0: weekend. Are you saying in the actual Grand Prix itself or the sprint? Uh, or I, you want to be broad enough to say, to give yourself the chance that they point in either?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm going to be broad enough. I, I, I think the better opportunity is in the race because I expect some semblance of chaos to befall on a handful of drivers. And I'm hoping that, you know, with three rookies out there, one of them, you know, uh, makes it through and, you know, can, can be the beneficiary of a couple of faster drivers out of the race and can at least sneak into the points. It gives you more of an opportunity. I think the, the sprint race will be a little bit tough. Uh, we might run into a little bit of a DRS train situation and overtaking might be hard.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. It it was interesting to me, Steve, that, uh, certain people were willing to tow others uh, during the sessions today. Uh, even someone like Fernando Alonso being so kind as to offer to, to tow Stroll. I thought, this is weird for Fernando to say so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I think uh, he might just be, uh, you know, looking for some good karma. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Maybe.
0: One other oddity before we leave... These rumors flying this week that Charles had to dodge about possibly being Lewis's uh, replacement at Mercedes. I thought, what an odd thing to come off the break with. We had four uh, four weeks for you guys to go through this. Why did you do it the, the the week we're coming back?
1: I, I mean, he, he was steadfast in his denial, pointing to the Ferrari logo as he got out of the car. Uh, you know, I, I want to be here. This is where I want to be. I love Ferrari, you know, saying all the right things as you would, uh, but it seems sincere enough that, you know, he doesn't want to be anywhere else. I don't know. I mean, Ferrari is having a a departure uh, on their, you know, technical team. Uh, Laurent Mechies is leaving to be the new boss at AlphaTauri at the end of the year because Franz Tost uh, is out. uh, And he's been with Ferrari since uh, 2018, so... They, they are having a little bit of a shakeup. Obviously Mercedes had a bit of a shakeup this week also where James Allison kind of swapped roles to be a little bit more involved on the technical side from where he was overseeing things. So I, I think maybe just all the chatter of moves happening kind of naturally flowed into Charles not being happy. Lewis is looking at a goal line somewhere. And, you know, why, why wouldn't Mercedes go out and try to get the best driver possible. Fair enough.
0: I just want to have the conversation in case they find each other on the track this week. Uh, <laughs> it would just add more fuel to any kind of fire. But hopefully we get some points ourselves, not just everybody else in the sprint race and the Grand Prix, as our predictions hopefully come true. But we'll find out on the next edition of the Red, White, and Blue Flags f1 podcast that does it for this
1: version i'm ryan vasquez i'm Stephen mcnally and we will talk to you after the azerbaijan grand prix and we'll see you next time across the line